a country where the news is fake. Ain't nobody got time for that. The media has an agenda, and social media tries to shut you up. The Minorities Report. Catch me outside, how about that? With your host, Arlos, Mrs. Durka Durka. This is the Minorities Report. Stay tuned. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's Minorities Report brought to you by Once Blind Podcast. The lovely Durka Durka. She's so pretty. So, we are doing another Minorities Report. It's been a while. It's been a while. Definitely been a while. It's so, been some news. Some news, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some things. I mean, uh, I think the deal was that so much going on. There's a lot. And it's hard to keep track. It's not necessarily just that though. It's it's depressing in a sense. It really is. Because we live in the best country in the whole world, yet we are not far from corruption. We are not far from sabotage within ourselves. And uh that's really what we're gonna bring up. A lot of uh news that Hopefully you guys are just being refreshed on and that it's not news <laughs> because you already know it. But first thing on our agenda today, I guess Republican Chip Roy, Bill would block federal retirement plans from investing in ESG climate scam funds. What you got to say about this? <laughs> so... Everyone knows that in your retirement fund, you're allowed to invest it as you will, right? Yes. And um, the senators and the Congress people, they're, they're not immune to it. So the problem there is insider trading. Yeah. Because they're the people that are giving these companies their, um, what, are they, what do they call when you give someone a contract? Mm -hmm. They're giving them the contracts, but at the same time, they're kind of gearing our country into that direction. So it, they shouldn't be allowed to profit from our demise. Absolutely not. It's not only the demise, it's the insider trading. It's, it's oh, goodness, how people go to jail for this. Martha Stewart went to jail for like two years. Well, I guess she wasn't a part of the in crowd. Oh, she, I guess not. And... Um, what happened to her is she had a friend who told her this um, uh, stock that she had mm -hmm. ownership in is not going to do well. So she sold it. And when they found out about it, they sent her to jail for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I think she was one of the first pe people they ever did that to, like famous people that they did that to. Well, yeah. But, but our senators and our Congress people, they make a lot of money. On this, and uh, Pelosi was asked just a few months ago, um, is it okay for the senators and the Congress people to be, would it be involved in this kind of thing? And she said, we're people just like you, and we should be allowed to invest in stocks. But that's not the problem. Investing in stocks is not the problem. The problem is, is when you're on the inside and mm -hmm. you know that something's going to crash or do really well. And so, therefore, you can then go in and buy stocks or sell stocks. Or when you start a pandemic, 
and then the people who are going to save us, right? Save, 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 save. And a lot of quotations on that. Come up with something and you're buying stocks in it. And you're the one keeping this pandemic going. You're the one keeping the chaos going, the fear, the mongering, all that. You're doing it so that you can profit from your investment. And now we're talking about, you know, the, the green bill or whatever it is. A new green deal, yeah. Who's that going to benefit? Those who are investing in ESG climate scams and so many other things that our government decided to make up so that they can profit from buying stock in these companies. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of interesting. But just in case you guys didn't know. I can't lie! Look it up. Look it up. This isn't made-believe. This isn't anything. They're doing it blatantly in our faces. They don't care. I mean, yeah. And the thing is, is that they've always been able to do this. Um, the internet came along <laughs> and made it more difficult for them to get away with it. But they've always been doing this kind of thing. I mean, you can look pretty far back. But still, even now that they're getting caught, they just don't care. Because they're all involved. Who's going to who's well, going to call them that's the point. It's... Yeah. it's they're the ones in control of it all. Uh, Biden Energy Secretary. Hmm. I didn't even know that was a position. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, unsustainable gas prices accelerating our process towards clean energy. So, just in case you don't understand this very, very blatant statement, they're soaring up the gas prices. So that then they can save us. Hmm, sounds like something very, very, very close to home right about now. So they're raising them up. They're shutting down pipelines. They're doing all these things so that gas can go up. Um, I mean, if, if you don't know gas has gone up, I don't know where you've been. Diesel has been through the roof. So that now it's forcing us to go green sooner. Yep. Well, because they don't want to die before they make their money in the investments that they have in, in clean so-called energy. Yeah. And then it, this is, it's unsustainable. Uh, Elon Musk, who makes these cars, I mean, mm -hmm. he's not the only one, but you would think he, of all people, is going to profit off of this, correct? And yet he says there's not enough core, there's not enough ore, there's not enough of the things that we need in order to make these cars in order to provide every single person on the planet right now one of these cars, or every family for that matter. So the guy who's going to make a good amount of money off of everybody buying these cars is telling you we don't have enough no. to make everyone a car. I know plenty of people who are still waiting for their They're on Teslas. Their list. Yeah, they bought them They're months on ago. Their list. Months. Eight months or more. Yeah. I know one guy who's waiting almost a year now for his specific model to come out, and it's not even like the top of the line million dollar one. It's it's your basic run of the mill. Hey, this is for everybody, which by the way is still very expensive. They're, they're very expensive, and then they give um, like stipends. They give like fees, like they give you money back, right? But it all it all comes from these things right here. Yeah, and, and I just I don't. I, is it because so much of the people involved in politics, went to public school, that they don't see the blatant, like, 
this is this is like no. yard stuff. This is stuff that happened at recess. This is like regular run of the mill hustle. Okay, I got all the chocolate milk. You want chocolate milk? You're gonna have to come to me. But for every chocolate milk you buy from me, not only do I make the money that you paid for it, I also have stock in it or have other things, yeah. and I make even more money on the back end as well. Like, come on. Like, again, it's, it's in our faces. So in the time of the founding fathers, it was a detriment to serve, to mm -hmm. be a senator or a congressperson. They didn't need to have... Um, Time frames like you know you can be a, a senator for four years or that kind of they didn't need that because every year you were serving you were losing money mm -hmm. all these people were lawyers and that kind of with doctors they were people of of means they were people yeah. of money and so they considered it a sacrifice to take a few years hopefully less than a year like none mm -hmm. of them wanted to be there very long go serve and then Put someone else in there so they can go back to their lives making money. The fact that some of these people have been in there, senators, congresspeople, for 20, 30, 40 years yeah. or more. Yeah. Making double what they made beforehand and leaving whenever they do decide to leave 10 times that amount. See, that's the thing. Some of them are, um, not some of them, Most. a lot of them <laughs> are millionaires and if you add up all the years that they've been in there, the, that money just does not make sense. Mm -mm. Except if you start looking at the insider trading. Yes. And that's where the money is. And like with people with the, like the current president, his brother made really good money as a uh, contractor, yes. a private contractor during the Obama-Biden presidency. So... Um, we go off to war and we destroy nations and then we come in with the contractors that we've contracted through the government to pay them to build up those nations. And I mean, coincidentally, mm -hmm. it happens to be the people who went in there and started the war that then has to go in there and get paid to fix up the, these nations. Yeah. I mean, that's just coincidental, of course. But, but you know what? That's the thing. That's on, like, a, a very big level. In in small towns, right, and in your normal towns, mayors also will go and we want to build new roads. Okay, fine. We're finally going to fix roads. And for those of you that are from the East Coast, they, they rarely fix roads. But who's going to do it? Oh, my cousin so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so. You know, someone close to them, and then the type of kickback that they get. I know so many mayors who have gone in, and they had nothing. They they came from nothing, just a good suit. They knew how to talk, but it was a small town. They went to high school with everybody. They get voted in, and then they get voted out now. But it's not like they go back to, to being a bag boy at ShopRite, because they don't have bags anymore. But no. <laughs> so... They go back into, like, this high elite construction firm, and they're, like, vice president making two hundred, three hundred thousand 300000 a year. Why? Because they made that company millions. Well, that same thing happens with senators and, and congresspeople. They serve a few years. They make some good connections with pharmaceutical companies or a Coca-Cola company or whatever kind of company. And then all of a sudden, five, six years after they're no longer— mm -hmm. Uh, 
after they've served five or six, seven years, eight years, they then end up as the CEO or the EO or the whatever O mm-hmm. of that company, miraculously. A person who has nothing to do with that kind of industry just ends up running the whole thing. But that's not even in politics. Look at the doctors who are getting vacations and extra bumps for pushing, you know, legal drug pushing. And I said legal, not illegal, legal drug pushing. Yeah, that most people have no idea that your doctor gets a bonus for a certain amount or percentage of their patients being... Uh, taking a specific drug or a jab or whatever. Specifically for the children. So if all your children in in your practice practice are jabbed up, um, you get a bonus. Yes. But it's also newer medicines. um, Oh, yeah. uh, When metformin first came out and there's other medicines that, that, you know, you'd think you need, uh, you know, in three to four years, they're recalling, putting them back out, different name, different this. Or they put them back out, but they say it's new and improved. And, and again, it's legal So because it's coming from our trusted pharmaceutical companies. And then these doctors, because you know what? The, the millions that they're making a year as doctors isn't enough. Right. They take on these ventures where they become drug pushers and they push these drugs and specific drugs. I, I remember I went to the doctor... And my numbers weren't bad, but because I was I was close to being bad, I needed to take one specific medicine. But because I was taking that medicine, that medicine had a sister that helped out because that first medicine was going to kill my kidney. So this one, which was for blood pressure, and I've never had blood pressure problems, that medicine was for blood pressure, but it was going to help my kidneys. And then the other medicine was... Because that medicine was going to mess with my liver, so I need another one to go there. And it's like, wow, this dude's going to make millions off of people who don't read. I was like, yeah, no thanks. Find me the one that's not going to kill me, and then maybe I'll start thinking about taking care of that. My father was on a, I think it was a blood pressure medication. Maybe it was cholesterol, but it was one one or the other for many years. I'm like 15 or so years and then one day he went to the doctor and the doctor changed the medication. Mm-hmm. And my father asked if they were no longer making it. He said, no, they're still making it. He said, so why are you changing it? Is it not working? Is it all right? Is it hurting me? Like, you know, they had no reason except that this one is new. Yeah. They literally said, well, this one's new. Yeah. You know, it's like, like a car. You know, you want to get rid of the old. And yeah. Bring he in said, a new but one. why change what's working for me? Why give me something that you don't know anything about? Because I'm going to make money from yeah, it. Precisely. So... Insider trading and our politicians who are supposed to be, you know, like our doctors to protect us, to take care of us, to to make sure that we go on living happier lives, right? Because that's what it is. Let's be happy. Are all profiting. Yeah. I mean, psychologists, uh, anything in, in, in the medical business, when they're offering a pill, someone's benefiting from that. And it's not you. It's the same thing with politics. Look at all the stuff that's being pushed. Look at how far. And and this isn't a, a hey, we love Trump, because Trump is more of a... That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Okay. He has his ups, he has his downs. But where we were from where he was and how he left this country when he was gone, right. okay, which was on the up and up, even people who hated him were like, uh, well, you know... 
I mean, we are getting better. So even at that point, to where we are today, it hasn't even been four years. No, no. We're in in almost a, two years. Almost a great depression. <laughs> okay, because food is becoming unable. Scares. Yeah, they're saying that there's going to be food shortages this summer. Oh my goodness! So today, right? I work with a very liberal person, and by liberal, I mean um, mentally disabled. And what happens is, is that I think he does it on purpose, but everything that, that just sounds really dumb coming from the, the far left, he, he, he argues that. But today he was so scared and really panicking because he was showing me videos of here in America, a, a camera guy on a cart, right? He's got a camera and he's just riding from one side of the field to another. Hundreds and hundreds of cattle, mm -hmm. okay, for meat, for us to eat. And the person's driving, and you can tell it's not like on a loop because here's this car, the guy's using a forklift to put the meat, uh, because they all died. Hundreds, uh, thousands, okay. I'm talking about, oh, my God, meat. Why? Uh, well, supposedly, they said it was because they got too hot, and they overheated. The sun was on them too much. So thousands of cows died because of the heat. But check this out. So as the guy's driving past, if you look a little bit farther out, green grass, green healthy grass. How, if the sun is doing that to animals, if the sun is doing that to animals, guess what it first does to the grass? Burns it up and turns it a, ni a nice golden color. It does. Well, the grass was green and beautiful. Doesn't make any sense. There, cows know how to be outside in the heat. But the thing is, is that thousands, and they're all like stiff and 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 whatever, yeah. which looks like for a while. poison. Ah, yeah. Okay, thousands. I'm not even talking about. I was like, oh, like one or two die all of a sudden. You know, you go out there and you're like, hey, we got a couple cows dying because no. of the heat. No, no, these guys. Um, have been dealing with that kind of thing for generations, mm -hmm. a lot of them. And they know when it gets to X heat that they have to do certain things. They, they're expert in this. This is what they do. No, but even if they weren't, even if they were run-of-the-mill, ordinary freaking, I don't know, some lawyer decided to, to go into Texas and start a... Like, even if he was that guy, okay, who's never grown a, a plant, who's never done anything, one dies, two dies, three dies. Oh, crap. Mm -hmm. I got three just died real quick. What do I do? Yeah. Like, what What do I change? What do I, starts calling people. Hey, hey, I got cows dying. Do you got cows dying? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. You don't let it kill the whole farm, okay? The whole thousands of cows, thousands of, of, of product, okay? Because it's product. If you're... If you're you just don't let it happen. It doesn't I make agree. sense. No, I agree. So he was panicked, and I said, well, start hunting. Because soon enough, it's that, and it's, that's not the only thing that's going on. It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, before I get too far ahead of ourselves. Oh, Mr. Brandon here. Biden to order half of U.S. car sales... Joe Biden, I'm sorry, let me reread this. Joe Biden to 
order half of U.S. car sales be zero emissions by 2030. So they don't even have enough vehicles for that. No, they don't have enough uh, vehicles. They don't have enough ores. They don't have enough product. They don't have enough computers. They don't have enough to sustain this mentality. But here's the thing. Don't worry. You're going to buy into it so that when it's ready by 2030, I've already, I mean, you know, the the millions have gone into this and then the stock and the so on and so forth. Like, yeah, my man. Yeah, because what people don't understand is that if this goes through, then everybody starts calculating. By everyone, I mean the people who are involved in making cars and all that, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So they start making more of the uh, green cars, right? And so um, prices go up. People start investing in certain things, and they start profiting off of it. So by 2030, he might not even be alive. Let's be serious. No way. But by then, that money is already in the bank account. This is weekend at Bernie's, man. They they just have the music playing in the background so he can move around. Yeah, basically. But again, obviously we know it's not him controlling and he's just a puppet. I mean, everyone knows that. If anyone thinks that this man is doing anything, I, I'm pretty sure he can't even write his name by now. Probably okay. Not. So if they think that he no, it, it's all of them. It's a group of them. This is why, and, and this is the part that kills me, like when the left and the right argue, the left is always like, well, you guys think everyone's bad. It's not everyone, but it's a whole group of them working together, whether the Supreme Court, whether it's senators, the House, the so on and so forth. This is why they're strategically putting people in just so that when stuff like this that's happening blatantly in your face, they go, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, how 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 did you go to school to become you know, supreme justice and lawyers and judges and so on. But Three Card Monty's tricking you. It's not tricking them. They all know. But that's my point. Right. Like, how stupid do they think that we are? Pretty stupid because most people don't put it together. No, I I think that they're just ignoring it. Because, see, what's going to happen is is that they're going to say, hey, you know what, the government's going to pay for thousands of these cars right because hey yeah that sounds great we can't afford it the government's gonna pay for it woohoo especially you know minorities like us you know most of us is like yeah give me free give me free but the thing don't realize is the government money is our is tax money, money yeah. going to buy these cars for us less fortunate people and then the stock is going to go up because it's being bought. And then it's it's laundering money. They're, mo- They're literally laundering our tax money into their in- investments because obviously these companies are giving them stock for free as long as they pass their agenda. It's not even stocks. It's all kinds of insider trading information. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Like you own 30% of a company that you didn't have to pay 30% of it for. That company now is worth billions. 30% of billions is a lot of money. I agree. To continue on this. So, electricity starved California. Discouraged residents from charging electric cars. What? What? Yeah, well, because we mm-hmm. know that in California every year there is rolling... What do they call them? Rolling blackouts. Yes. Right? Because it gets so hot over there that it's unsustainable and all the heating and all the ACs and everything else 
it crashes the system and they have to turn everything off. Well, for those that don't know what um, rolling blackouts are, it is uh, a plan that California has come with, come up with, especially in places like L.A. and major cities, where what happens is uh, because electricity running creates heat and the heat of California, it, it's too much. So what they do is, is they set up a plan and they call it, you know, the rolling whatever blackouts. And they purposely shut down sections of California. So section one today, section two tomorrow, three. And sometimes they do three to four sections at a time so that they can conserve all that energy that's creating heat so that the whole system doesn't blow down. Um, also, with doing things like that, you have transformers that are blowing up. Yep. You have all these extra things that are going on. Um, you name it, and, and someone's in control of it. They just don't have a very good control of it. Because, let's face it, today we use electricity for everything. Well, there's a lot of people who are very sick, and they're on medication, and they need everything's on a computer. Yes. So even when you have an IV, it's hooked up to a computer, the yeah. IV. And so then you have people that have CO machines, uh, that's oxygen machines at home. They, they mm -hmm. go home with them. People that have the diabetes um, machines as well. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you have to refrigerate um, insulin. You have yes. to refrigerate um, chemotherapy medication. You know, like a lot of this stuff needs to be refrigerated. That's not even counting the amount of elderly people and children that die in heat strokes you know, mm -hmm. because they're the most susceptible to it and infirm the people who are already sick. Yeah. So here is California begging people to, you know, please don't plug in your car. We don't want people to die, you know, because it's hot. But somehow we're supposed to believe that in a few years we're all supposed to be able to just plug in our vehicles. Well, California is the only place that gets hot. Wait, no. I mean, the part that, 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 like, really gets me, right? So we're making this big push, like you're, you're even saying, for electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. Yet, electricity and a lot of these electrical plants run on coal. Yeah. So the head of GE was super excited, and she was talking about the brand new electric cars that they have. And a reporter asked her, well, how are you charging it? And she said, well, it's hooked up to the building. And she, he's, duh. And he's like, yeah, but where does the electricity from the building come? And she goes, well, ask the guy from the uh, electricity company because he was there. And that man said it's 95% coal. Natural resource? <laughs> or, or, wait, I'm sorry. Isn't that, don't we get coal from like the same place we get fossil I, fuel? I feel like we're dealing, yes. I feel like we're dealing with children half the time. Because it's not a brown crayon. That's the chocolate crayon. Not even that. But it's like, why do we have to hunt? Can we just go to the store? No. Like it's 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 that it's those people. You know, yeah. it's why why do you need gas? Can you just plug in your car? Well, that's because you don't comprehend that that electricity comes from gas, from coal. It's the same thing. Yes. Um, but we're dealing with incredibly ignorant and immature people, which is why they never understand the gravity of the situation. Well, here's the thing that kills me, right? So, with everything you said, another thing that people are missing is 
emissions, right? Because this is about the the one before was about emissions. This one's about electricity. So the way emissions, right? Your car burns fuel. Anything that burns has a fume or gases or whatever that it has to release in the form of smoke comes out of your tailpipe. Well, less cars running on fuel will be less emissions. Absolutely. But for the plants that will have to be added, and by plants I mean electrical plants, that will be have added so that we can run all these things. Look at even when, you, when you're running um, solar panels. The sol you can't just put solar panels without plugging into the system. And we're supposed to be giving electricity to the system. But in reality, no. That sunlight that's hitting that goes into the plant, helps burn more coal, so that then from there they just pass that back to us. Okay? So here's the cool thing. Even though ideally we could run off solar. Ideally. But there's certain things that uh, come into play with solar. Because when you're taking electricity from solar, um, unless the sun stops, you don't stop charging. You don't have enough batteries to charge with that. Okay, so batteries. What are we going to do with the batteries when they go bad? We're going to drop them in a landfill and contaminate that landfill. Well, the... Before you go there. So this whole idea is like crazy. So now we have electric cars. We're plugging in, meaning we need to burn more coal. Well, guess what? More emissions mm -hmm. and a lot more because guess what? Coal burns dirtier than fuel. Mm -hmm. So the uh, batteries in electric cars, mm -hmm. they're incredibly horrible for the environment. Yes. And they only last about 10 years. So in about 10 years, that batteries, a lot of these batteries are going to be sitting in landfills and they're going to just be contaminating the dirt the water and the land yes and it's cheaper to buy the whole car than just the battery hmm. yeah if you have to replace all the batteries in a car you're just oh, better yeah. off going I, to buy a new one yeah i heard that it's cheaper just to get a new vehicle a new g a new uh electric car than it is to just get the battery for the car but also the main thing that we're just not even talking about at all is that these computers for the all these cars, um, not even just the electric ones, but like the newer cars that they're, you know, they all have computers in them, computer mm -hmm. chips. They all come from China. Yes. The end. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's just amazing. All right. So being that you mentioned Speaking China. Of so China Bank. And now here, here's the thing, guys. I want you... To follow this, we're talking about this push for so-called electric cars, green bills, so on and so forth. Everything, how the government is going to profit from this green bill, electric cars. But now we're going to talk about China and a certain program and a certain thing that they're doing in China, which goes along with the green bill, because if you have electric cars out, they're going to have specific chips in them that can be operated from anywhere. Right. If you buy a Tesla, Tesla has control of your vehicle in case they need to program something in your car. Okay. Meaning, just like when you're at home and you have a problem with your computer and you don't know computers, you call 
whoever your computer company is, if you want me to say your name, pay me. No, if you have your own computer, whatever it is that you want, um, and they get on there from wherever the hell they are at, probably India, and they get in there and they log into the, your computer from wherever they're at, they fix the problem, they log themselves out, and that's it. So if they have the capability of doing that with cars in Tesla, check this out. So China bank protest stopped by health codes turning red, depositors say. So what was the China bank protest? So a lot of people don't understand that China owns absolutely everything in their country. By China, it, you mean the government? The government, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Communist China, yes. Um, so they own all the banks. Mm -hmm. And so about 2,000 or more, 200,000 um, accounts had been shut down by this bank. And the people who own those bank accounts wanted to come out and protest against the bank because it had been over two months since they had closed down their bank account or frozen their bank accounts. And a lot of those 200,000 uh, accounts actually belong to bosses, you know, like companies. So Payrolls. Payroll. So they couldn't even pay all the... So it wasn't 200,000. It was a lot more than 200,000. Anyway, but in China, there's a thing called... Um, Ah, uh, of course. These are the things I need to write down. <laughs> um, a social credit. App. Ah, yes. Ah. No, it well, I don't know if they have an app, but they're well, they have a, a COVID app, but they have a social credit. Okay. And so how it works is is that if you're posting things online which are anti their government or pro Taiwan or anything that they don't like. Mm -hmm. they can lower your credit. And so the lower your credit becomes the less things that you are allowed to do. For example, take a train, a bus, a taxi. Any type of public transportation. Correct. And in China, most people don't drive. They do take the train, the bus, you know, um, public transportation. So what occurred was that not only did they close down their accounts... When people went to protest, they found out that other things were uh, had occurred to them. You want to click the next one so we can? We can. Let's see. China's Communist Party has weaponized its health app used against legitimate protesters. So they have a health app, and the health app tells them who has been and hasn't been jabbed for mm -hmm. this C-19 jab. So um, people who had been jabbed and their app read green, which green is go, right, found out the morning that they were going to go do uh, the protest against the bank that their app was marking them red and they couldn't take trains or buses. So, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because... It almost seems like it was done on purpose. Oh, it wow. almost seems like it was invented there. Mm. Then from there, it was sold from there. Uh, they helped everyone else, you know, gain control of their people. And then from there, they came up with a nice app so that they can basically shut your life down. Yep. 
Well, where did you get that from? Well, here you go. China blames technical errors <laughs> for using coronavirus app to house arrest protesters. And I'm also sure it's not just protesters, but go ahead. Well, so I'm going to go back a little bit in talking about our own country, mm -hmm. which is that in 2015, when um, the president election was coming around, mm -hmm. we had Andrew Yang ran, run for president. Was it 2015 or was no, 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 it was the last. So it was like 2019 he ran. Andrew Yang, he was a Democrat. He is still a Democrat, but he was running for president on the Democrat bill. Um, and Andrew Yang, everybody thought he was just like great because he is on the left, but he's kind of on the left, but what they would say not crazy. Okay. Which so is like this. The, full left. Huh? So he wasn't full left. That's what they claim. But he was the one pushing this thing. Mm. So, I mean, maybe he wasn't saying everything he believed in, but. He was the one that was pushing for this along with the, um, I never remember what this is called. It's um, when they want to give everybody um, money to stay home. Um, um, basic income. Yes. Why is that always so hard for me to remember? Anyway, so Andrew Yang wanted to do basic income, which is everyone would be home. Mm -hmm. And it's like, welfare where you just get money just for being alive if you wanted to get a job on top of that of course you could um but the whole social credit and the um apps telling people how what you're saying online and how well you're behaving and we already know that in this country there's been a quite a few people who have had their banks mm -hmm. shut on them, their bank account shut down on them. They haven't been able to use um, Uber and um, a bunch of uh, like PayPal and just a, a bunch of these places yeah. where they find out the person's name. Oh, you're a conservative. Oh, you're no longer allowed to use our social app. Oh, well, I mean, uh, you were talking about, um, I forgot his name, Mr. Tesla, uh, Elon. He went and bought part of... Uh, one of these platforms because he was sick of it. Um, the other platform, which is like a sister to this, if, if they're constantly suspending your account or, or putting you on timeout or whatever they consider their fact checkers to be facts and that they're definitely controlling that. I, and even though what you said is bad for me, the worst is when they go for entire families and they're using when people are out there telling the truth or whistleblowers and stuff like that, and we have federal agencies going after their families and not necessarily just throwing them in jail, but also, I mean, adding certain children's movies into their computer systems so that they can look like that type of person. So not only do they ruin the person's reputation, they ruin the family, they re separate the family. I mean, they're going biscuits to the wall against people who aren't agreeing with them or blatantly just saying hey look what they did yeah i agree and the thing is is that um you have a bank account mm -hmm. that they closed down on you that's your money yeah you can't even get to your own money no. and there's a lot of uh people that sell books or merchandise cops that kind of a thing 
they use things like PayPal in order to mm-hmm. process the money. And then PayPal and other places like, like them won't have anything to do with them. So now all the people that were buying from you neither have their money nor have their merchandise because you are not even allowed to, to tra- have transactions. Right. Hmm. <sighs> and uh, even though this is in China, guys, this is the, the people that you're voting in. People who want this. Oh, this one's going to be hard to read. Let's see. Oh, I guess we're moving over to Border Patrol agents in the five Texas-based sectors apprehend nearly 138,000 migrants in in Miami in May. I need glasses, fellas. According to a source within U.S. columns and border protection, this is up by approximately 10,000 over the previous month. Not year, not six months, not half a year, not 10 years. In uno, one, un, month. 10,000. 30 days, sometimes 31. And if you're lucky, you hit a 28-day month. Ouch. Uh, To finish reading, if the migrants apprehended in the Texas-based sectors were put into a brand new city, it would be the 25th largest city in Texas by population greater than Waco. Yeah. So we already know that there's a problem with overwhelming our country with migraines migrants migraines yeah but 10,000 10,000 in one month could you imagine if you had one person visit you last month and this month you have 10,001 people visit you mm. how that would overwhelm all your resources it's bad enough to have a barbecue and not get rid of your resources. And how many people do you have over for a barbecue? Not 10,000. That's right. We're not capable to sustain this. We're just not. And you're looking around and we're being told that by this summer, we're going to have food um, shortage shortages. We're already having fuel shortages. Mm-hmm. Um we have housing shortages, which is why rent and mortgages are so extremely high. Um, what are we doing? Sabotaging. It is sabotage, isn't it? No, it is. Yeah. It's just blatant sabotage. So you're bringing in all these extra people. You yourselves are <clears throat> killing cattle and so on and so forth and all these ooh, conspiracies on how all the food plants in all these places are all all of a sudden being attacked and you know the sun is killing thousands of cows yada 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 you you shut down fuel pipelines so oh my god there's a fuel shortage uh, no you shut it down it, you know that that's like you turn off the valve in the back of the washing machine so that there is no water and then you turn on the washing machine you're like there's no water that you idiot you turned off the freaking source yes so all, all this is say, and then we're taking an extra people. But he did that for a good reason. Oh, please. No, he did that for a good reason. He wanted us to 
have to only use electric cars by 2030. How yeah. else are you going to do so that? So that we can also burn down California and then have... <laughs> so in other words, now they're bringing in more people to deplete what we already don't, don't have. have. We don't have it. We're going to deplete it even faster. Why? So that we can all fall to our faces and worship the great government who is going to save us. Well, that's... that's How are they going to save us? By getting Australia to give us formula. Yeah, our, Australia had to give us... One point two. Thought it was like ten million. Oh, I'm sorry, ten million. Yes, there was a one in there. Yes, there was ten million uh, cases of formula or something like that. Yeah. I, either way, when did America ever have to beg anyone for food? That's a good when did we ever have to ask anybody for anything? And by the way, um, there's videos online of people who have been whistleblowing and showing uh, videos how it's all down at the lower border. At the Just border, sitting yeah. in warehouses. That was before it was given to us by Australia. They had already found uh, crates of yeah. uh, formula at the border waiting for migrants, yeah. babies when they come over to, to yeah. you know, because they have uh, resources, obviously. right? They're, they know people are coming, so they have things there. One of the things they had there are crates of formula, which we don't have in stores right now. Mm-mm. So they're creating the, this need and all these things. Why? So that we can, again, fall to our faces and say, help us government. And then, you know, well, who gave you all the free stuff? But not just that, but we'll be begging for basic income at that point. Absolutely. We'll be begging for any kind of handout because we want to live. It's actually funny you said that, um, and I have forgotten, but um, our governor in New Jersey mm-hmm. is trying to pass a bill currently where he would give people who either own homes or rent homes tax, like extra money, mm-hmm. a stipend, if you will, um, to help them pay for the added taxes mm-hmm. on their home. So if you rent, you would get it so that you would offset the higher rent. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones making the taxes higher. And the rent higher. And the rent higher. So so they're going to give us money for the thing they're doing. So they're going to cut us and then give us a Band-Aid. But no. They're, they're going to cut us 10 stitches deep and only give us two stitches. Correct. That's a good point. Because whatever the number is going to be, what, what, what it went up isn't going to be sufficient. For rent, it's going to be in a year. It'll be like 400 something. So that's not even a little of no. what it would. Yeah. Because right now in Jersey, um, we know someone who basically lives in a closet with a garage, and they're paying eighteen hundred. It's a lot. That's way too much. It's it's literally not even a bedroom. It's it's a kitchen living room together, like almost like a studio. It's got one room to the side, and then it's on top of a garage. Yeah. Which, by the way, they can't use. No, I don't know. And but they freeze. They freeze in the winter because it's a garage, so the air comes in, and they're very cold in the winter. And it's also run by electricity. Oh, yeah, it is all, it is all electric. <laughs> it's all electric. Yeah. So here, here's the, the, the idea. So you're going to give that person 400 bucks. That's a, not even a, a, a third of what their rent is in a month. Right. So how is that helping? In a year. And how is that helping? It's not, but but the thing is, people like you said, people get caught up. Like Latinos, you know, we get caught up in the like. But he's giving us four hundred and twenty, but he made the rent go up eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, 
<laughs> He's giving you four twenty-seven a year. It, it's it's incredible. It, it is incredible how many people we know that will harp and and stay on and and love the government over the the pennies they're giving while they're robbing you and using you to keep them in power. Well, you know, I was born in Argentina. Um, my parents lived there during a socialist regime. And my father remembers very, very much uh, with a great deal of hatred uh, that under Perón um, and Ava Perón and, and her husband, um, they would give all kinds of things away. Mm -hmm. And so the poor people would go, I love them. They gave me these shoes. I love them. They gave me this um, uh, sewing machine. And they gave me this book, and and my father said, and everything had their faces on it. You know, the the sewing machine had his name on it. The the shoes had their name on it. The books, it, everything had their name on it, and it was never anything good. It was always like you know, like here's like the middle of the whatever you no, know. Yeah. Um, but I got them new perons on. <laughs> oh my gosh! But. If you talk to people like my mother who were incredibly poor, they love the Perones. Yeah. They, on the other hand, my father's family hated them because they were okay in society. They, they were doing okay. And they were severely taken advantage of. My grandfather um, ha, was like a farmer and he had to take his produce to um, the market to sell it. Uh, and he had to buy a new truck because his truck broke. And when he went to the bank in order to ask for a loan, um, he was forced to sign up as a socialist, part of the socialist party, because it was the only way that they would give him the loan. loan. And it was the only time my father ever saw his father cry. And he said, you know, never get involved in politics. But I don't think it had anything to do with, with politics or socialism. I think they took a grown man who could do for himself and they made him bend over and kiss somebody's butt and he he felt like less of a man that day. Well, I mean, it's not only that though. And even the message it passed down to, to your father, right? The mob mm -hmm. said, kiss the ring mm -hmm. and you'll live or you'll be able to live a little bit better. Right. So you had no choice but to kiss the ring. And then your dad's mentality was don't ever get involved in politics. Well, same thing with the mob using that same analogy. Well, children would say don't ever mess with the mob. But the problem is the mob was the bully, mm -hmm. right? The government is a bully. Mm -hmm. If you don't stand up, fight, and, and argue, and, and, and get together, unite Okay, to go against whether it's the mob or whatever it may be, nothing's ever going to change. And they're going to continue to bully. We know a lot of Christians in this nation that have taken a backseat to... They're not Christian. We know a lot of people in this nation who have taken a backseat in politics because they believe that, you know, well, God is on the throne and whatever. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it. And then they complain that the whole society is depraved and disgusting and there's um, 
drag queen story hour and kids are being indoctrinated and they're like, can this be? How can this be? And it's like, well, because you haven't voted in 20 years. It's not only that. The Bible says, if you know what is good and don't do it, that is sin. These people are choosing to live in sin, turning a blind eye because they're too lazy to get into a little bit of confrontation, to stand up for the conservative values that we claim to want and desire in our lives because we're so-called Christians. So I, I really don't want to hear the Christian perspective of it because I am embarrassed to call myself one when it comes to these things in politics, especially with what's going on today. Look at the protestings at churches. Look at everything that's going on. And, and obviously this is something that was created as a distraction because the, the pandemic started wearing off. They needed something else. So they, oh, they're going to shut down Roe versus Wade. That has nothing to do with anything that's going on today. You're still allowed to kill all the babies you want. The problem is, is that it, oh, somebody in some office and said something and now all the little cronies are like, what, what? And they're all attacking and they're attacking churches and so on and so forth. And here's the thing, right? While people are getting mad, look at how they're attacking church. I'm not mad. I, I am not mad at all because churches need, okay, to stop worrying about their building and their property right? Because it doesn't belong to them. It supposedly belongs to God. Right. And Jesus Christ's body was spit on, beaten, thrown around and yada, yada, yada. And it wasn't like, hey, don't spit on this throne here. No, it was. That's a good point. It, it's like, who cares what they're doing? You continue to fight the good fight. Mm -hmm. They're not even persecuting you. They're persecuting a building. Right. Well, the other thing is, is that this nation was built on Christian values. And politicians used to go to churches to hear the people and know where they were going visually, like mm -hmm. what they wanted from society, what they wanted. How do you want me to vote? How do you, what, do you, what is your argument? Your, you know, what is like, your concerns? concerns. What, what is going on? Uh, what, what do you think we need? Right. You know, how can we make this better? Oh, education. Uh, uh, how can we help you continue to educate the exactly. children? And now um, Christians don't even want to go vote. Well, I don't, it has nothing to do with me. But see, that, that has nothing to do with just Christianity, okay? Because these, these aren't Christians. Again, we're, we're not going to call them Christians because they know what is good and they continue to do evil. Or they allow evil by turning a blind eye to it. And I think it's a twist of scripture. They were like, oh, Jesus said turn another cheek. Yes. Okay. He did say turn another cheek. That had something to do with personal attacks. Like, hey, you're getting mad that they're burning churches. or not burning churches, but they're putting graffiti on churches and stuff. Turn another cheek. Who cares? Continue to do the good work. It wasn't turn the cheek from the millions of babies that are being murdered. It wasn't turn the cheek while the government is taking advantage of us, while they're trying to uh, implement certain things in our bodies, okay, that we know are against God. All these things that are going on, how they're forcing us. We, we as Christians are the ones that are supposed to be standing up for these things and being a light, right. regardless that we know it's going to get worse. Amen. Regardless. That nowhere in the Bible does it say, well, it's getting worse, so go crawl into a hole in a shell somewhere and hide from the world. No, it says go out and be lights. Well, remember the virgins, the story of the virgins with the light, with the uh, lamp and the oil. And yes. the oil. We were told to be ready. 
Yes. But no, no, I'm, I'm, I got what I need here. I'm ready. Just call me when you're here. Right. Rather than being out there, being lights, and expecting to see him. And that's the thing. As, as so-called Christians, don't you want to be caught doing the work of God? Don't you want to be caught doing good things to, so that mankind can get closer to God? Okay, maybe all these people that have no hope and they're looking into things and they're hoping in the government, maybe you should show them something better than the government, like maybe Christ. I mean, you do call yourselves Christians. It just really angers me that they use that word so flippantly. Okay, and then they, they, they get mad at Jehovah Witnesses for doing the same thing they do. They're a cult. They don't believe in Jesus, but they call themselves Christians. Yet you call yourself a Christian and you avoid anything that has to do with us prospering as human beings to get closer to God. Like, really? Yeah. Murder all the babies. Who cares? That's not my problem. Like, uh, whatever. I'm moving on. Oh, speaking of babies, Biden. This one's blurry for me. Biden's HHS, whatever that means, loses track. Oh, it's the team that he has. Anyways, so Biden's HHS loses track of immigrant minors, allegedly, allegedly, released into modern-day slavery. Yeah, this is an interesting one. He keeps losing children. I think the first... Um, For a guy who loves to sniff children, how is it that you're losing them? These are your sniff toys. A dog never loses his sniff toy. I guess. Okay, or his chew toy. Never loses them. This guy's losing all his sniff toys. Maybe he can't sniff them all at once. I don't know. But yeah, so it seems like they just keep losing these children. They just don't know what's happening to them. And... Uh, Back when he was vice president, and the president was Obama, and the secretary of state was Hillary Clinton, we know that Hillary Clinton gave a bunch of um, these words that disappear from my brain. Uh, Bradley? Yeah, no, no, but uh, uh, contracts. She gave mm -hmm. a bunch of contracts to private sectors. And so this is, this is one of those things that makes me sick. Mm-hmm. So, when you look around the country and you see empty Walgreens, Walmarts, Bradleys, etc., they get bought up, they get used up. As what? Well, under Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, those places were being revamped and turned into housing for these migrant children. Shelters, yeah. Back when Obama was, um, they were coming in under Obama. So what happens in these shelters is they, they turn into their whole life because these children live there from the time they come in until the time they're 18 years old and are considered an adult. At that point, they get sent right back to Mexico. However, between the age of however old they were when they came into the country and 18, they live in these facilities. They go to school there. And that's it. I mean, like, they live and breathe and die. Well, they don't all yeah. die there. There's yeah. been a few who have died there. But they live and breathe there. Um, they never come out. It's, it's prison. Yeah. And so um, the idea is, is that they would come over the border, and here there would be a, a family member that they would be able to call, and Border Patrol would 
give this child over to them. However, a lot of times they would come over and when Border Patrol would call, they they either had the wrong phone numbers, like so nothing, you know, mm-hmm. it was like no dial tone, or the people would say that they would come and then not come at all or say they didn't know them or say they didn't want them. Mm-hmm. And so these children would then these children would then live in these facilities. Um two of uh one facility, two girls um were found to have had um have caught AIDS mm-hmm. at one facility. Two girls were found to have uh contracted AIDS from somebody that worked there. Um they're not allowed to have birthday parties. Um they don't celebrate anything. So uh what is the point of these facilities and to make you think that they're taking care of them somewhere that you don't know of. Right. So nobody uh, this is a thing that makes me like just nuts. The left fights for these children to come over. And mm-hmm. once they're over here, they're pretty much ignored. Yet they tell Americans not to have children because of carbon footprinting and too many people in the world. We need to lessen the population. Yet in overcrowded America, let's bring in all the kids we can and people and so on and so forth. Yeah, they don't ever make any sense. But. No. The thing is, is that once a child is here, you should at least look after the child. And um, But why? We have no idea. Look how idea. many kids are disappearing. Look at how many people are supposedly being taken to families. Then they start collecting money because the government's giving people money f- to take care of them, right, who are supposedly relatives and so on and so forth. And then those kids disappear. And then when they finally catch on to, hey, what happened to little Juanita? Oh, she ran away last week, but she's been missing for three years. That's, that's, um... The next one coming up? Probably. Okay, well, let's give it a try. Somebody from the, from the Border Patrol, um... Uh, overwhelmed, West Texas border sector faces spike in unaccompanied migrant or immigrant children or migrant children. So, uh, a Border Patrol agent was a whistleblower a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was under uh, Obama and Biden. And what he found out was that um, his job was the person to call and interview the people that were going to come and pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. Some of them were family members. Some of them were like foster care type of deal. It's not CPS. It's not foster care. It's like a separate thing. Mm-hmm. And at some point, because he has kids of his own, he was like, you know, we talked to them one time. How do we know these kids are okay or alive or do, how do we know anything? Yeah. And so his boss was like, well, yeah, all right. Well, why didn't you like look into it? <laughs> so he did. And what he found out is that in the small amount of people that he called, oh, one in three were unfound. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was here, but he like stopped coming over, like uh, stopped coming home a month ago. We yeah. think he ran away. Yeah, he ran away. The thing is, they are collecting money. Like they're they're collecting yeah, it's money a, it's from a the check government. That they give them. Yep. Right. So God only knows if those children are even alive. No. No, they were probably sold into um, down in Morocco. Anyways, yeah.
Exclusive! Governments can't reach one in three released migrant kids, which is basically what you're saying. So one in three, right? One in three, they can't reach. And this is what they're admitting. Right. So allegedly, one in three. <sighs> Just don't order a pizza, guys. You might get a migrant child. Back when Obama. Anyways. House narrowly approves $1.9 billion to fortify the Capitol after riot. Billion would it be? Yeah, but you got to protect them. I guess. I mean, just uh, imagine, though. Jesus himself would not be able to get into this place. Because it's $1.9 billion. You know the, the kind of system and the kind of building and the kind of anything I can build with one9 I mean, I can probably build it for like 100000 but I'm going to use $1.9 billion, billion dollars to make a better window? Yeah, so it, the, the House, the Senate, Congress uh, already had a great amount of fortification. Yes. So what they're doing, because because they had been already evacuated like three hours before, maybe four. Okay. But nonetheless, the point is, is that on January 6th, 2020, right? Was it 2021? 2021. Um, there was a, what they call, they love to call an insurrection mm -hmm. on uh, Capitol Hill. Four months later, on May 20th, they passed this bill to protect themselves. Because why wouldn't you protect what's most important to you, which is yourself, right? So that's what they were able to do. They protected themselves. However, uh, we know that on May 29th, 2020, um, President Trump, his wife, and his, at that time, 14-year-old son had to um, go into a bunker for over an hour while there was what some might call an insurrection uh, on the White House. They were throwing things. They were hitting um, police officers. I, I believe there was about five or six police officers that day that went to um, uh, the hospital after mm -hmm. getting hit with things that were being thrown at them and, and that type of thing. However, when that happened on, my, on May 29th, 2020, Nothing happened. There was no call for a protection of anything. No. But um, only four months after they felt like they were uh, almost harmed, they were able to pass a $1.9 billion bill to protect themselves. And why is that important? Because they continually tell us that they care about us. And our children. And our children. But there's just not enough money to protect everyone. Of course not. Although we had $64 billion to send to Ukraine. Yes. And we have $1.9 billion to protect them. I mean, but these are the same people that are trying to say guns are bad while they're hiring people to go shoot up malls and so on and so forth. Well, but they wait, hired but more wait. people to protect them too. But, okay. So... Not only did they hire that, they say guns are bad, and then they're sending not only the millions and billions of dollars that they just sent to 
Ukraine, but they also send guns to them. They do, yeah. So that they can then, you know, give those guns to their citizens, male citizens, so that they can protect themselves. But not here in America. That's bad. Right. That's bad. But you were telling me something, I think it was yesterday, how I think it was um, 1964, uh, they were supposed to put money aside for protection of children. Um, 1968, they passed a bill that was going to protect the road. Well, not protect, protect towns. So they would give money to protect these towns. But off of that money, um, off of that bill in 1968, they tried to pass this bill. Actually, and that bill right there is in 2018. That bill right there is called the Stop School Violence Act of 2018. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That is still sitting uh, on the Senate floor. It's never been voted on. It's probably never even been So under this bill right here, what they would do is they would give money to um, towns in order to be able to hire people who were either in the military or um, retired officers to be able to work as resource officers type of thing within the school system. It hasn't even been voted on. Yet the $1.9 billion were voted for in four months. Did you want to hit the, is that the next one? Yep. So that just gives more information. It basically states uh, that what the bill would do, the bill would give money to these townships in order for them to invest in hiring Retired police officers and retired um, military personnel. Why them? Because they're already trained. And they already have sworn to protect and to serve. So who better to hire than these people who are perfectly able to work? Because most police officers start working when they're in their 20s. By the time they're 50, mid-50s, they're already retiring. Mm -hmm. That's really young. You can go work at a school for another 10 years in your 60s, retire. You know, it's good money for them and it's protection for their children. Mm -hmm. But it's been sitting there since 2018, unvoted on. Now, when I was doing research on that bill, I found that there was another bill that they also tried to put through through the Senate in 1998. There's, There's nothing for it, though. In 1998, there was another bill called the School Resource Officer Bill, H.R. 409, Mm. 409, sorry. That was in 1998. And what that bill would have done is something very similar, give this money to schools to hire resource officers. Still has not been voted on. It's still just sitting there. Mm. So from 1998 until now, they haven't been able to vote for it. But don't forget, they voted for themselves in four months. Wasn't there something even older than the 1968 one? The 1968 one, yeah. Okay. But they could do with that money as they will. It didn't have to go to schools. It's for Mm. like um, street protection and, you know, whatever they think, street schools. But that bill actually made it so that schools could put um, detectors, uh, metal detectors in, in the school. That's what 1968 bill is what allowed schools to pay because they're expensive. Back then, they were super expensive. So from that money, instead of just getting um, uh, metal detectors, they would also be able to 
use that money to hire these people. Mm. That's what the, these bills would have done with that 1968 bill. Yeah, but you know, 1.9 billion so that they can protect their own rears. Right. Who cares about your children? Who cares about anything else? It's all about us. This is just reminding us right here of when um, President Trump had to be taken into a bunker for an hour with his wife and son, uh, May 29th, 2020. Uh, we see here, they didn't protect the president, they don't protect the children. But no. they were able in four months to pass a $1.9 billion bill to send uh, for themselves, to protect themselves. Mm. And on top of that, it took less than a week for them to pass a $64 billion, would it be, mm -hmm. bill to send to Ukraine. That was on top of the 13 before that, billion before that. And the, as you already mentioned, the, um, the guns that were sent and... God knows what else has been sent that way. Well, they need to protect their investment out in Ukraine. That's a fact. Because as we know, not only was um, Joe Biden's son, but Pelosi's son, uh, John Kerry's stepson. And um, I never remember the guy that Mitt Romney, Mitt uh, Romney's step, uh, son. I believe it was his son. See, we're not only talking about Democrats. No, 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 no. We are also talking about rhinos. Yes. Mitt Romney's son, yeah. So they were all, all the people that I just mentioned, all their their kids or stepkids were involved in Burisma or different um, Ukrainian um, companies. Again, we're, we're just going back to the first story, which is money laundering yeah. and insider trading. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to send them $64 billion because that $64 billion is just going back into their pocket. But see, the, the way they do it is they start talking about how protecting children. You know, we paid someone to go shoot up a school. We paid someone to go shoot up a mall so that we can cover up a, a hydro engine, all that stuff, right? Look at all this bad stuff going on. We need protection. This is going on. That's going on. We need protection. Everyone votes for us being protected. They go and say, okay, great. We're going to start protecting. We're going to take all that money and we're going to protect ourselves. How are we going to protect ourselves? Well, we need armored cars. So my armored Mercedes is going to cost whatever. My armored Land Rover, the gates in front of my house, the gun in my safe, all these things. Oh, look at that. In order to protect the house, we need a 1.9 million. Billion. Now there's no money left. That's okay. We'll just print some more money and we're going to put that into helping out. But we could only print about $64 million. So we're going to take the $64 million and in order to protect ourselves, we're going to send it to Ukraine. Billion. $64 billion? Billion. Ugh. We're going to send that over to Ukraine. Which, by the way, we've been sending them money and business to create these weapons that Bush went to go find that he couldn't find where he said because... <laughs> The American government was making them in Ukraine. They weren't making them in Iraq. Yeah, well, we just had a problem in China mm -hmm. with a bug that got out of a facility oh. that we were funding. And mm -hmm. then we find out that we're funding the same exact facilities in Ukraine. Yes. And thankfully, those were blown up by the great and evil <gasps> no. Russian dictator. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
And he and and he hates hates Christians. Well, actually, the thing is, is that he was concerned that whatever was happening in that facility would harm his mm-hmm. own people because they they were actually with, within a few hundred miles of each other. Yeah. Well, Ukraine's divided in east and west, and half of that actually considers themselves Soviet Ukrainians yeah. or whatever it is they want to call themselves. So a, a lot of the war of Russia and Ukraine is not Russia and Ukraine. It's Ukraine and Ukraine. Or Russia and Russia. Or pretty much. But that's the whole thing where... Uh, you know, you, I, I, I get angry about the fact that, you know, the media is the one that puts all this, this hoopla up. But that is the people who, who swear they're woke. And then they put these stickers in the back. No, you idiot, you're being tricked. It, it's almost subliminal. Hey, if you care about everything and anything we tell you to care about, put this sticker on. Change your social media picture and put this on. Like, you didn't care about them two months ago. In fact, you probably couldn't even have pointed it out on a map. But your virtue signaling in order to freaking, oh, look at me, I care, I'm great. Like, <sighs> We've been doing this as a society for a while. Um, I remember when uh, they had the pink ribbon on everything. The you, you Susan mean the G. Jacoman ribbon for bre- uh, breast cancer awareness. Number one Planned Parenthood donator. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, but also... Most of the Susan G. G. Coleman money went to the Susan G. G. Coleman Foundation, which went to the CEOs and that kind of thing. There was very little money, if any money at all. And you can look this up uh, because they gave, you know, like a whole chart and pies that you could see yeah. where all the money was going. Um, almost no money was going to breast cancer awareness or whatever. Most of the money that was used was used for advocacy, which was, in other words, used to promote themselves. Well, how, where do you think the BLM ridiculous. got it from? Well, yeah. Well. They had to learn it from somewhere. I mean, all the money that we do to show that we care about a certain specific group of people. And by the way, us Spanish people, we get left out unless they need us. But anyways, so we care about these people. We're going to give them a bunch of money. Well, look, this is how you show you care. You bought me that house, that house, that house. In fact, my house is bigger than this house. Like... It's all nonsense. You you want you truly want to show you care? Get out there and do something about it. Not pandering, please. I hate pandering. We're not talking about pandering, but go out there and help. You know, let's make men out of men and and teach them about responsibility because okay. we care. Let's let's help those that need a positive role model. Hey, let's feed a child and his family, okay? Hey, let's stop enabling drug addicts, okay? And telling them it's a disease and not, hey, you need to do better for yourself. Let's continue to do all these things rather, oh no, because that's actually going to work. We don't want it to work. Well, if you remember just a few months ago in California, they were giving away a drug paraphernalia. Huh. So, as always, the Catholic Church is complicit in helping the government and doing horrific things. Look at how the Catholic Church helped um, Hitler, but that's another story. They were giving away these packets, and in them they had um, crack cocaine um, pipes. Paraphernalia. And also 
needles and also the things to wrap your arm with. And I mean, they had the whole thing in there. Yeah. Why would you do this? Oh, because it's good if they have them clean and they're not. Come on, man. Like, this is ridiculous. What if you not giving it to them means that they have to look for one somewhere. And because of that, they won't pursue it. You know what I mean? No, like, but this is how you get those people involved with your agenda. Oh, my God. You know, and, and that's the thing. So, But I remember one time we were asked mm-hmm. how we can help. Um, we'll call it the hood. Mm-hmm. In a society we were a part in, of, and it mm-hmm. was the hood. And we were asked, how can we help these underprivileged, um, low-income people mm-hmm. with their babies? And I said, why don't we help the moms learn how to breastfeed and breastfeed and have like a place here at this facility where they can come and learn? Because one of the big, thing, big things for me was um, the support and the information. Mm-hmm. And when I asked for information and help for breastfeeding, I had no one. And luckily for me, um, I I got some books. You were very interested in reading them. So you were able to help me. I read them while I sat on the toilet. I know, but my, you could have read anything. And yet, no, that was all that was there. Okay, fine. I know you're trying to give me kudos, like, oh, what a great <laughs> man. But that was my toilet reading. Fine, but the point is because you read those, you learned so much. And when we had problems with five babies breastfeeding, um, you helped me with each baby. You you taught me how to breastfeed those babies. They either had lip ties or tongue ties or whatever problems they had, but it was the um, support that you gave me that was able to help me with the most excruciating um, nursing because they were their tongues and their lips were not developed correctly. My point was is that when she was asking, how can we help the society who is struggling to buy milk for their babies? How can we help them? Um, and I said this thing. I was told that that was racist. Absolutely. So the thing is, we're not really interested in helping people to help themselves because to me, there's no, there's nothing greater than being able to do for myself. Well, I mean, the saying is what? Uh, give a man a fish and he eats that day. day. Teach him how to fish and he'll eat forever or for the rest of his life. And the problem is is that we we as human beings, right, we have this, this, this brokenness in us. And we need to feel as if we are needed. Mm. Okay? We need the feeling of, of being the superhero. This is why... Um, Marvel movies and all these uh, superhero things are so popular because everyone has a hero syndrome. Mm. Even though today we're so corrupt mentally that even the villains are actually being more praised than the heroes. Right. That's why we make mom movies and so on and so forth. But either way, so we have this brokenness in us where we need to be needed. Mm-hmm. So what we do is create a need keep you in that need so that you continue to know where to point to. And we learn that from our government. Yeah. Which well, is interesting. That is what we're learning in school system ran by the government. One of my favorite economy, well, actually one of my favorite people, period, but he's an economist, is Thomas Saul. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Saul was mm-hmm. a Marxist, and then he went to work for the government as an economist, okay. our government. And he realized that you cannot be a Marxist because the government wouldn't want to fix a problem 
No. Because that fixing that problem would mean that those people would be out of a job. So his job when he worked for the government was to look at money and say, like, okay, you're uh, going to deal with housing issues. And so now I give you all this money, yeah. and you're going to deal with housing issues. So his job was to just kind of see how you're doing you know, how you're distributing the money we're giving you to deal with housing issues. And then he would go back and look and see that they were just making more problems. Yeah. But it occurred to him, of course they're going to do that. If they fix the housing issues, this person no longer, not just this person, because it's not one person, it's yeah. hundreds of people that work under you, no longer have a job. Yeah. And so he quickly went from being a Marxist to um, not being a Marxist any longer. But um, that's, you're 100% Correct. The government does not want to fix a problem because then the government is no longer needed. Well, look at, um, so a couple of years here in New Jersey, uh, some ridiculous human being that to me is just a demon made a lot of money in social media and he gave it over to Newark mm -hmm. where, um, the Pride Month guy, uh, Booker. Cory Booker. Yes. Uh, him and his boyfriend. At the I time mean, was in Newark. He was the Newark governor. No, mayor. Mayor. And him and his boyfriend decided that, um, oh, wait, no, he still didn't come out of the closet. Um, so that guy, Booker, the guy from social media, gave him millions and billions and millions of dollars, whatever it is that he gave him. I don't remember at this point. You guys can actually Google this or whatever. It'll come up. Even Google will tell you the truth on this. So <clears throat> they put it out. It's all over the news. What a great guy from social media gave this many millions for computers and so on and so forth for the public schools or, or whatever they needed to do. Newark, yeah. He hires so many people. He hired a, uh, what do they call him, a, a, con a consult? Yeah, it, it, just people. He hired people because the people that he hired obviously didn't do their job. But anyways, but he spent so much money on hiring. He spent so much money on hiring people to tell him or help him be able to distribute the money that they distributed it to the point with all the people that they hired into nothing well it wasn't that many people it was about eight people but the point is is that they were supposed to um look at the look at newark look at the schools look at what they already had look mm -hmm. at what they needed and then come up with a plan of what to do with that money yeah based on all this information and, and the time they, that they paid themselves they wasted all the money yeah yeah so millions they distributed the money of dollars. into nothing absolutely and no one thinks this is weird no, they just don't care. When because was, what? guess what? They did get iPads the following they year. They already had them, though. But, no, they, they already were, had a lot of stuff. Like, they already... Yeah, but they didn't come out of that money. It right. came out of him begging other people for money because they ran out of that money. Yes. And, uh, yep. So, correct. And then I was positive because I'm dumb. I was positive that no one was going to vote for him as senator. Look what he did to Newark. And no, yeah, they voted for him as senator. It's the same reason they voted for Obama the second time. Yes. Correct. Even though I think Obama's definitely blacker than Booker. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not something that bothers me in the least. I, I, don't, I don't care. But Yeah, but when we're voting people because of 
Well, I remember when Obama ran for president the first time, and I know people that said to me they were voting for him because he's black and they wanted to be part of something. And I was like, huh. what? I know enough Hispanics. Hispanics in my own family that said, me too. hey, I voted for him because he was black and we needed some change. And it was like, all right, well, let's change politics, not colors. It's, I just can't, I like, I remember somewhere in middle school, I heard the term reverse racism. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, that's just racism. Yeah. And the person's like, no, it's reverse racism because it comes from like, it's just racism. Yeah. If you vote for someone based on their skin color, regardless what the color is, mm -hmm. it's still racist. Well, reverse racism is something that <sighs> it's a it makes term. no sense. Yeah, it, but see, the thing is, is that it's 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 what you said. Racism is racism. Call it whatever you want. But the pandering that we have today, yeah. where we're for you, it, that's racist as hell. Yeah. Okay, and and we're so worried, quotation, so worried not to come out or or seem racist. That we act even more racist, okay? Then we pander to certain people. That's even more racist. Like, I, I've said it a million times. I'd rather someone call me whatever name they want to call me for a Spanish person to my face than for them to say, you know what? You're so stupid. And it's not your fault. You know, you're Hispanic. You're so stupid. Uh, we're just going to lower everything and every expectation for you because poor little Hispanics don't have any brains. And they're going, and it's going to be easier for you, and it'll be fine. We'll count it just the same. And it's like, what? Oh, poor little Hispanics don't know how to work for themselves, so we're going to give them all this money. Meanwhile, since you're not qualified for the job, we'll, we won't give you the job, but we'll give you the same amount of money so you can just stay home. And then, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's it's... It's all. Well, we've been hearing that um, SATs and tests and stuff like that, they're all racist because... Um, they expect people to be the same? Because the questions on those SATs and the, and the words on the SATs are not words that a kid in the hood would hear. A kid in the hood would know. Um, if you're talking about cattle, what does a, somebody in the hood know about cattle? Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. The issue, though is that if you take people that come here from third world countries, mm -hmm. they pass them with flying colors. Yes, I mean, I've seen, I don't know how many kids that have are first generation immigrants from Africa, from India, from Asia. Mm -hmm. They come here, they barely know the language. Mm -hmm. And they are not just able to do very well on the SATs. They do so well that they're invited to attend any Ivy League college of their choice. So they put a limitation on them. Well, not not usually because it's, I'm, I'm referring actually to black kids that, that come mm -hmm. from Africa. But yes, the Asians are not, they're not giving those, um, they're not invited to to attend the schools. But, but see, yeah. he, and, and speaking of that, right, so you have these Africans from Africa, barely any English, right? right? Just straight up accents, the whole nine yards. They come knowing even less English than these underprivileged hood children. Right. 
Yet they know all these words. Yet they're passing it. In fact, they're doing more than these white privileged children. They really are. Okay. And they earn their spots into schools or into whatever program they decide to go to. And yet, there's so, no need to pander to them. So there's this idea that the education system is failing so badly, so dramatically, in such a huge manner that what they're doing is, and I don't actually believe this. I think there's an other agenda. But that what they believe that they're doing is, is that they're trying to bring all this LGBTQ stuff into the schools because if we make everything about your feelings and your emotion and you feeling included, not being bullied and being cared for and everybody accepts you just for... If we change the point of school mm -hmm. from a... It's for education purposes and you will read and write and be able to do arithmetic. Mm -hmm. We change it from that to you're going to feel accepted when you come here. And everybody's going to love you and you're just going to feel, you know, and we're going to get you therapy. And we're, if we change it to that, mm -hmm. then we no longer have to speak about the fact that when kids go off to college, they barely know how to do math and they can barely read. And forget about tech, writing an essay. I mean, it's like less than 15% of the country can even write an essay. <laughs> right in a complete sentence. No, but see, I think that what you said is how they're presenting their agenda. Agreed. And just think about it. For decades now, we had very powerful people with money want to create lemmings. Mm -hmm. Right? They just wanted to create lemmings. Well, a little bit of education can ruin that. That's a fact. Okay? Because the creativity then was on a normal high. Now they've killed creativity to the point where you go on a beat yeah. and you're, oh my God, you're amazing. Okay. Uh, so they killed creativity massively. Agreed. And still the percentage of button pushers wasn't at 100%. And it's where they want it, okay? Because those that they want to succeed, they put them in private schools with private actual educators. So that's not working. What's the next step? Well, the next step is to make them focus on themselves so much. Yes that they don't worry about learning anything. And if they're not expected to learn anything, then what's the point? Because see, the reason human beings strive, right? You, you've heard this being said, hard times create strong men, strong men create easy times, easy times create weak men, right? So the idea is, is how, hard times. yes, and how to create weak men that don't have any ambition, yeah. okay, to then create a strong future, right? Like, if the cycle continues, how do we keep men weak? And notice I'm saying keep men weak because the women are already distracted with trying to be like men. That's a fact. Okay, and the difference is, is that men and women are 
And this isn't about pay differences. This isn't about that. Look, if we do the same job, we do the same job, we do the same job, we should get paid the same amount of money, okay? And that's being a job or a career. Now, if it's based on how you produce or the product that you put out, like basketball players and so on and so forth, uh, this is something totally different. But if we're doing the same job, we should be paid the same. But we're still different. You're a woman. I'm a man. I'm going to do something stupid because I'm just going to try to go through it, right, and, and, and fix the problem regardless of what I break outside of that problem. Because as long as my original problem is fixed, that's all I care about. <laughs> See, a woman, no. She's going to look for the best way to fix everything on the way to what she originally was supposed to fix, to the point where she's going to forget what she had to fix. Either way. <laughs> sounds like a woman with ADHD. So either way. Me. Sounds like me. You're talking we're, about we're, me. <laughs> we're different. No, we're just, we're different and it's okay to be different. That's a fact. Okay. But even to that point where, where look at that. Why is the educational system being used to try to convince us that we're the same? Right, that chromosomes and biology and this and all that, none of that matters. Just to push the same agenda. Look, ladies, get mad at me if you want. You're never going to be a man. Thank God. Right? And a man is never going to be a woman. And though we may have issues in our heads that make us want to be one or the other, Whatever it was, whether it was presented by parenting or woke parenting or whatever the hell it is. If you have chromosomes, I mean, I, I just don't get how, how we get confused. But either way, it's okay that we're different. It, there, we, there's no confusion. It's subversion. So ah, the, the, communist, the Communist Manifesto, one of the... Um, it says like 20 things that they want to do in order to take over. And one of them is to take over the school system. Another one that is pretty scary, in my opinion, is to take over um, psychology. Mm -hmm. So when you had someone who was, so they thought they were trans, um, in the 80s, they had to go to therapy. Yeah. And it was non-affirming therapy, which means that for about, five to six, maybe that's too much, for about three to four years, this person would go to therapy and they would be told by the therapist, but you're not a woman, but you're not a woman, but you're not a woman. Carlos, you know you're not. A and after three to four years or so, they would finally allow you to transition, to transition with you fully knowing that you're still not a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see people who are older transgenders who will tell you, I present as a woman, but I was born as a man, and I will always be a woman, a, a man. Hmm. That's different than the transgender of today who believe that it doesn't matter what they were born as. Their DNA doesn't matter. The chromosomes don't matter because it only matters how they feel right now. Yeah. Because in 20 minutes, that can change. Mm -hmm. And that's why they wear multiple colored bracelets because it changes depending on... It's crazy. It's not scientific and it's not 
psychology. But if today a psychologist tells a uh, does uh, does non affirming mm-hmm. therapy, they can have their license pulled. Yeah. It, it's interesting to me how it's such a big deal. Yeah, when we were growing up, one person that we would constantly hear, very famous, and uh, his voice, because he still said he was him, was RuPaul. On KTU, 24-7, you would hear it, whether talking, whether radio disc jockey, whether it was music. Some great music, but, you know, it was music. And no one made such a big None of us. That's the thing that these kids, these like 20-year-olds, whatever, they're making people who never cared really get upset. This is the same thing that happened with uh, Black Lives Matter. They lost a ton of support after the riots. Mm -hmm. After all those riots in 2020 and 2021. Sorry, it was 2021. After all those riots in 2021... Um, they lost a great amount of support. And we also found out that the LGBTQ community has lost a lot of support in the last three years. And it's the same thing. And it's it's interesting. There are more heterosexuals who are pushing and helping yeah. that agenda because the actual, actual homosexual community is not only embarrassed, yeah. it's, it feels like they're not fighting for what they truly want to fight for. They want to, the majority of them just want to leave kids alone. Like, why are we bothering with these kids? But like you said, they're getting them younger and younger, and they're making them think that this is perfectly normal. But like, it's not even just that. I remember kindergarten, right? We learned, not it's not policeman, it's police officer. It's not fireman, it's firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being taught in kindergarten that um, I didn't have to like pink. I can like blue. I didn't have to like dolls. I could like playing with cars in the dirt, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, right now, children are being told that if you prefer to play with a toy car in the dirt uh, instead of with your girl cousins being really mean to each other, um, that you're, that means you're a boy. Did you know that? Congratulations, you're a boy. We're going to start calling you Charlie. It's interesting because the Bible will teach that the devil pushes and pulls. Pushes an agenda, pulls the agenda. Pushes an agenda, pulls the agenda. And you're basically describing that for the sake of inclusivity, right? It's okay to like blue as a girl. It doesn't mean you're a boy if you like blue. But now, if you like blue... And you're a girl, that means you're a boy. Mm -hmm. But if you're a boy who likes blue, then you're a a bigot and a hateful uh, homophobe. That's right. Because you're a boy and you should like pink so that the pink and the blue don't... Like, what the hell is going on? So it's a push and pull of agenda. So it's interesting, too, because boys at school who consider themselves gay boys right so Mm -hmm. boys are like another boy are being bullied by girls who consider themselves boys for not wanting to date that girl who considers herself a boy when you are a gay boy did that make any sense it wasn't supposed to (laughs) but um i get it yeah 
I, I, and that's, that's the thing for me where. And teachers don't know what to do. Because how do you get involved in that? Do you well, make no, angry the, problem, the trans girl or do you make angry the gay boy? And like, I no, don't but see, that's involved. the mess that they're creating because look at how many of these teachers are also helping push this agenda. Because again, we have this God complex and we as teachers are like gods in these little kids' brains. Mm -hmm. And we sit there and instead of being God-like and making them better, we actually turn into demons and we're like, how can we screw this kid up so bad so that we have some story to tell our friends when we gather at a barbecue and talk about how high we were while teaching kindergartners. Well, I remember that. Yeah. But <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Like we, we sit around and, and we play pretend. You know, we're playing pretend that we think that all these issues are actually issues. They're not issues. They're someone's delusions being pushed down on you. And then it's being allowed by the agenda pushers because while you're being distracted by this crap, hey, we just put $1.9 into our pocket. We just send $60 million or $60 billion over here so that we can uh, protect our investment. Uh, it's like... That's it. It's ridiculous. You know, and the thing is, is that when we went to school, mm -hmm. we didn't know if our teachers were married, had kids, were divorced, uh, well, I were barren. Yeah, but that in high school. No, I knew. I knew in fourth grade, Mr. Consi was a homosexual. Oh, I. I and he knew. picked on me for being Hispanic. Okay, all right. So you you had a a different uh, yeah. experience. But I also kids, knew teachers that were sleeping with other teachers while being married because they would talk about it freely. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, teachers that would go and then smoke. They would purposely get a child in trouble so that then they would have to be uh, homeschooled. And basically what it is is you weren't allowed in school, so they would send the teacher to your house. So that teacher would suspend certain children that provided her with weed so that she every time she went to go visit them because they wanted to be home that teacher would then go home uh, to their houses to pick up their drugs and give them maze that's interesting oh yeah you want to talk about being in people's businesses yeah they, they. but it was the other way around they weren't necessarily trying to make us into whatever agenda fit the mode that day and they were screwed up people but that, see, this is the thing, right? We have to get it out of our brains because we've been conditioned forever mm -hmm. that teachers are heroes, that um, doctors and politicians, mm -hmm. they're heroes. They're just human. And like every human, there's good and there's bad. Yes. Like every human, there's people who get into it idealistically for all the right reasons because they want to change the you know, whatever. And then there's people that know that they can manipulate children and that, you know, I feel like there's a great deal of females that I know that were very immature and then ended up as teachers. And now they're like super flirty and weird with their students. And I remember at my senior prom, there was a teacher who got so drunk and then she dirty danced reggaeton with a guy and then um somebody recorded it and it ended up showing it to our principal i don't know it, it got to him somehow mm -hmm. and that teacher got in a lot of trouble but she was like the senior advisor teacher too so she was like super cool very young woman too 
but she wasn't the only one, you know. Um, I knew a few teachers who had relationships with students. Sometimes I didn't find out until... There were teachers in, in grammar school touching little kids. Yikes. And nothing was being done because it was a kid's word versus uh, whatever. Like, it's, it's a messed up system out there. The problem is, is that it's only when it's convenient, it's important. Right. If it's not convenient to any agenda or what's being pushed, then it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. You really want to slow down uh, self-harming from, from teenagers? Take away social media. I mean, that's a known. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. If you really cared about that, it's not. Their problem isn't that, you know, they think they may be or different guy, girl, whatever it is. That's not their problem. Their problem is, is that there's people on the Internet, whether they like them or don't put the little like on it. That's why they took dislikes away. But still, if they're not getting a certain amount of likes within a certain amount of time. Okay, then they go to the next extreme and the next extreme, and finally they give up and they just self harm. It's a dopamine thing, yeah. But it's it's more than that. It's not just the dopamine. It's the fact that we are creating a society, okay, that narcissists, but that have such a desire to be liked. Like, yo, I wasn't liked by a lot of people my whole life. Yep. Okay, and if I based my life on how many people liked me. Well, I was going to say something similar, which is a lot of the um, decisions that we made in mm -hmm. our marriage and in our relationship and in how we raise our children was 100% against everything everyone told us to do. Yeah. Me staying home, the amount of kids we ended up having, um, homeschooling the kids. There wasn't one person that supported us. They yeah. all said we were nuts to cut it out, etc. Buy a TV. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to now look back and have all the same people go, you guys really did a good job, and it's a good thing you had all these kids. And yeah, but they still talk crappy on their backs. That is the truth, but that's not my point. The point is, is that if we had listened to people or waited for their approval in <laughs> order to do <laughs> the things that we wanted to do, we would have never done them. And I would be a very unhappy human being today because I got to do, thanks to God and, and, and you, supporting everything i got to do everything i ever wanted to do I, I had all the kids i wanted to have i was able to homeschool and stay with them i was able to be around them and know what they were learning what they were reading what what was in their math mm -hmm. i mean because as we know we had friends um who teach in um I think brooklyn or bronx i always get the two confused sorry but i do um sorry but he's a math teacher uh in one of those Brooklyn or Bronx, and he was like, why do, he was taken into a class, um, a meeting, and was told that he needed to include LGBTQ history into math, and he says, how am I supposed to add math to algebra? It's hard enough teaching them algebra. How do you want me to teach LGBTQ history? And right then he went home and told his wife, we're going to homeschool. Because this is ridiculous. So, I mean, that's... And, you know, back to education, too. One of my big complaints is that... Um, and it goes with what you were saying. If we're Hispanic, we have to lower the bar, right? Yeah. And and um, and black, too. So we'll lower the bar. Is that... 
the lack of education makes us so ignorant that we cannot exist in our own country. This is our country. And so we know people who have been born here, their mother mm-hmm. and father have been born here, their grandparents have been born here, and they can barely speak English. Yeah. And it's not because they speak another language, they just speak the worst English imaginable. Yeah. And so if they pick up a book, if they listen to somebody online, they don't even understand what's happening. Because it doesn't, it's another language. And I remember being told um, in the hood they can't afford books for their babies. Mm -hmm. And we were standing in line one day and I saw all these four-year-olds that were entering preschool. And they all had Tim's and Jordan, Jordan Jordan Mm -hmm. Tim's, Jordan Tim's, Jordan Tim's. And I was like, wait, uh, that book thing came to my mind. I was like, wait, they can't afford a book, but they can afford Jordans and Tim's for their four-year-olds? Absolutely. And it, in that moment, it was like it was like something had been removed from my eyes. Well, Chris Rock, who is a comedian, he, he made jokes. About, I mean, it was truth. And he was talking about how, you know, they put rims on toasters and so on and so forth and how they spend money. And even though it was meant to be a joke, see, most of this comedy has a a good layer of truth in it and that's why it's funny that's why it's funny right because it's true so it's always been an issue within minorities because we're pushed to be consumers right okay and in being pushed to be consumers we want to keep up with the joneses and you know hey well you know he wears prada but i wear tim's and he wears this and i wear gucci it's we're bred literally bred to be this type of person that it doesn't matter whether our responsibilities are taken care of as long as I look good or feel good while I'm being irresponsible. Right. And you were talking about education and how with minimal education, people were able to succeed. I was thinking about um, Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. He went to school up till fourth grade. Benjamin Franklin has invented so many things. And the farmer's almanac. But he invented uh, musical instruments. He invented things that we use today. Um, The, uh, um, what's it called when it rains and there's an electric. um... Anyway, Benjamin Franklin was able to invent tons of things. He only went to school until until he was in fourth grade. But he's not the only one. You know, like you could say, okay, well, he's an anomaly. There's tons of people from that generation that barely went past sixth grade. Yeah. And they became lawyers and doctors. And you say, well, how? How did you go past? Because the way things worked then were different. You didn't have to do all this amount of school. You were able to then go um, and pay someone to intern under them. And they would teach you in order to give you this profession of doctor or lawyer. But the point is, is that those people... Barely went and got an education. Well, no, they did get an education. It's just not what we call an education. Right. So today's standards of an education, they barely went and did that. And yet they were able to make the society we know today. Yeah. Um, and yet we have kids now graduating high school that can literally barely read. Yeah. And whom... Talk to you, and I can't understand what's coming out of their mouth because what they're speaking is not English. And what their math is is not math. 
None of it makes sense. Yeah. So rather than sitting here and depressing ourselves, we'll cut it short now and we'll see you guys in the next Minorities Report. Little message for El Presidente. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go. And a message from the president. And we will make America great again. God bless you guys. Good night.